0: In three, two, one, welcome back to another episode of What the Fleet? Are they talking about the podcast where we help you understand what everyone is talking about in the news today. I'm Jack.
1: I'm Jennifer. And before
0: we get started, make sure you share this content with everybody.
1: And don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow us on all the social media. And remember, only follow us on social media or we get that.
0: But in all seriousness, we want you to get perspectives from everyone, including Ourselves and Jennifer, I just noticed I was not pointing at the camera like I usually do throughout the entire intro. But that's
1: that oh. makes me so sad, Jeff. it makes
0: us so sad. And I think the person who's most disappointed of all is Jordan, who's yes. joining us on this so episode. Disappointed. I'm so sorry, so disappointed.
1: Well, well, we can disappoint people very easily, so
0: and you know who can really disappoint people,
1: Thomas Jefferson.
0: I was gonna say New York.
1: Oh, I was thinking Thomas Jefferson. But apparently
0: Thomas Jefferson as well, because mm-hmm. apparently, according to the Washington Post, uh, Thomas Jefferson the statue uh, has been removed from New York City Hall.
1: Thomas Jefferson the statue. Uh, the statue, not,
0: yes. not himself. No, yeah. not he Thomas Jefferson, removed.
1: but the statue. So yeah. like the version. Well, who was it that wasn't it Thomas Jefferson in like the Night at the Museum movies?
0: No, that, no was that was
1: that was somebody else that we hated, right? Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt. Whose
0: statue so, they also removed. So
1: he would be an actual statue with feelings, because remember they came to life in the, right in the movie. So
0: so are we to okay, okay, come go, going off of that. Okay, maybe they're actually moving the statue because Thomas Jefferson is coming to life in New York City Hall and is stealing office supplies.
1: Well, I mean, they did way more than that in the movie. Like they were rampaging the streets with like. Yetis and stuff. Not yetis. Why were but, they
0: able to leave the museum? In, was, in most Supernatural movies, there has to be at least some dome of Supernatural They couldn't
1: power. leave the museum because, remember, they had to go back and get them out, like, back to the museum before sunrise or they would disappear forever.
2: Is that really? Yeah. Yes. I think it was kind of like a Toy Story situation. Yeah. Where when
3: no one was looking, they would come to life. Uh,
1: yeah. I don't remember. It was after, like, after late. sunrise because of the the whatever. I don't remember. Anyway, we digress. Are you sure so they're
0: just not moving him because Nicolas Cage is trying to steal the statue of Thomas Jefferson to hide in Mount Rushmore?
1: Now we're talking about two totally different movies. Yes, we so. are.
0: Uh, but apparently a 19th century statue of Thomas Jefferson has been, uh, that's been in New York City Hall for more than a century was removed from the city council chambers Monday weeks after officials voted unanimously to banish the statue because of the former president's history as an enslaver. But also, I think maybe it's also because they wanted a little bit of feng shui as well.
1: Yes, you did talk about the feng shui. Move him a little to the left, and I said get get the good juju in that statue, which I liked.
2: I would definitely be more okay. If if the headline for this article was Thomas Jefferson statue removed from New York City Hall after... Um, Non feng shui complaints. <laughs> I would be more okay with that. Yes. I would say, you know what, that's a little bit more of a valid argument than the BS that you're about to read.
0: <laughs> because, yeah, no.
1: Jordan, we're having you back like no. all the time.
0: Good.
1: I I'll I'll be absolutely here. love you.
0: Uh, I'll be here. The seven foot tall, 884 pound statue built in 1883, which is much taller than I am. <laughs> very much so. It uh, was taken down from its pedestal and packed away in a wooden box, oh, because my. that's important news, and will be on long term loan to the New York Historical Society, which brings up a point that I made to you, Jennifer yes. earlier um New York City is ninety uh million dollars, I believe ninety million dollars in debt. let me see uh ninety five billion sorry, that's billion the beat.
2: oh I-, I thought ninety million was too
0: little. a little low yeah um do you think that they're just getting rid of this statue? They're selling it, right? It's a loan to the New York Historical Society because they need money and they're just selling things in the government buildings now. Joking, of course.
1: Of, of course. But I mean, it's, it's a good point. Like, it's basically a yard sale at this point. So,
0: just a yard sale at this point. Yeah. I mean, they need, they raise money somehow to yeah. fix crumbling subways.
1: And we've got all these statues that everyone hates anyway. So, like, around. just pawn them off.
0: Uh, some call antiques roadshow. <laughs> uh, its removal came after many city council members demanded that the statue be removed, despite pushback from some conservatives that such a move was an overreaction to Ch- uh, Jefferson's complex past. Jefferson, the founding father, uh, the third president, and the author of the Declaration of Independence...
1: See, Nicholas Cage would be very upset.
0: Absolutely. Enslaved more than 600 people over his adult life and fathered several children with one... uh, with one slave whom he raped Sally Hemmings. Members of the city's Public Design Commission voted unanimously last month to remove the statue from council chambers in City Hall by the end of 2021. The decades-long push to get rid of the statue of Jefferson, described by one Democratic member of the State Assembly as a slave-holding pedophile, gained traction last year among the city council's black Latino and Asian caucus following the police murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis, blah, blah, blah. We'll just add that in.
1: This is also why we're not monetized, because we say all the words YouTube hates, so. Uh,
0: okay. I'm if just I curious think. I'm curious why the uh, Latino and Asian individuals of that caucus are, are upset with Thomas Jefferson. I, I, can ima- I can understand black individuals being upset with Thomas Jefferson based on the past, but Latino and Asian individuals, I, I just don't get that part.
3: Yeah. Well, I don't get any part. <laughs> but, um, maybe, the I think that the whole
2: Asian and Latino thing, it's just like with the, the Latinx, Latinx, yeah, thing yeah, with the, yeah, yeah. the new label they created.
1: Oh, you have hit, hit Jack's, like, it's hot dumb. button.
2: Yeah, I'm not a Latinx, okay? No. That That offends me, and I'm a Latino, okay? No. Not okay. But... Like, it's, it's just another, lay- like we were mentioning, talking about before, I feel like it's just another layer of, like, um, padding that they have when they can include other groups. Right, look who we've got in
0: our playing deck. Exactly. It's like, yeah. we have the
2: Asians, the Latinos, and the Blacks back in this. Now what?
0: I'm sorry. Am I I'm getting, all of us. I'm, I'm getting the sense now. I, I've equated American politics to American Idol at this point <laughs> in, in a previous podcast, and now I'm thinking, are most people, uh, have they... People our age or who are in and whatever doing what we're doing. Hm. Is it all because we grew up with playing
3: cards? And we just want the best cards Maybe. in our deck. Maybe. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? But yeah, I think when they include other groups like that, it's just it's all for show. Yeah. It's all for play. Um When is it gonna stop? Like when are we just gonna stop not making any sense? Like I'm sure you guys have heard the
2: term, um, what is it, microaggressions. Have you yes. heard about that?
0: Well, just bringing that up really does trigger me, so I'd like you to stop, please.
2: Oh, well, then you might <laughs> want to go to the next room.
1: Because, yeah, <laughs>
2: no. um, Bullshit. Absolutely not.
1: I think we had a whole conversation the other day about, like, microaggressions. And we were, reading, we? we were reading something about, like, women and catcalling and things like that. And they were mentioning microaggressions. I don't
2: remember. I don't. I don't actually, here's here's don't. my thing with the statues in particular okay
3: let's say i do believe in you know their narrative and and the idea that you know black people are oppressed and their the history
2: is 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 this terrible monstrous history which i'm not denying that terrible things did not happen in America. Of course they did, just like they happened
3: all over the world. But what I don't understand is in in today's world, 2021 America,
2: why are we literally offended at inanimate objects? And then you ask someone, I've even asked far left or liberal individuals about this. And every time I ask someone about things like this, the argument, I, I want to say 99% of the time, is always, well, I'm not necessarily offended by the statue, I don't give a fuck if the statue is there or not, but there's someone out there who is, and then I tell this person, I haven't found that person yet, I have yet to find that person who literally says, I am deeply offended by this statue, it's hurting me, hurting my heart, hurting my soul, I can't see it, I don't want to be near it, I Obviously, there are people out there saying this, and and, and they go out and they do these crazy, you know, um, marches, rallies, and and they do these crazy, crazy things where they, you know... They literally tip the statues over. They yell, they tip the statues over, they graffiti, they, you know, they might hurt people. Who knows? But um, to me, it's kind of just like someone... I never find someone... I never find someone who says it's me. It's me. I'm the one that's offended by the statue. 99% of the time, it's
3: we have to be more um, sensitive for th- those who are. And I'm like, bitch, they don't exist. It's maybe a
2: 0.01% of the population. And those people, that's psychosis. They, they're, they're, they are deranged. They, they need help. They need to see a doctor. I don't know if you saw the video of the... There's the... A lady um, I think she was standing outside the Covert in-house court, oh, she had a seizure. Yes, yes Dude. yes. Okay, so the first time I saw have you seen the video?:
1: No I have not seen have the you video. seen it?
0: I, I actually have yes we should
2: we should talk about that in another podcast because wow that it was amazing to watch and as a person that has had multiple seizures because of my chronic illness, I was deeply offended that she just uh, you know, sat there and pretended to have a seizure. Oh, did she pretend? Oh, she did she really to have a seizure? Have, uh, as a person who's had seizures, I don't think it was a real one. But hey, let's say it was a real one. I I thought it was great to um to watch. I think it was very entertaining. You know, if it was a real one, I hope she's okay. Obviously, um, but I don't think it was. I think this might have turned off. I don't know. Uh,
0: the problem is, you just can't protect um, everyone all the time.
2: You can't protect everyone all the time, and like. Dude, live your life. Focus on your own things. Develop yourself. You're not a victim. You're not oppressed. Go and do your thing. Like, that's... The statue is not affecting your life. It's really not.
0: It's okay. But they would also... They would come back and they would say, but it's upholding the narrative.
3: The narrative is all in your mind. It's all in your mind. It's fake. All in your mind. But yes, that is... I guess
2: if I were to try to make an argument for this. That's the only one that I would kind of, sort of, understand if I were to put myself in, like, liberal mindset. Um, like, modern-day liberal, not old liberal. Um, that, that's the only argument I would get. But still, I can't get past the idea that an inanimate object, that the logo for a butter or a, a, a pancake mix is going to deeply hurt you. Like, please. Nobody cares. No, but like, it's not that deep. It's really not that deep, I promise you.
3: You can walk past the statue, you'll be just fine. You know, like, even, and, 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 you know, another thing is, with history in general, you were not there. We were not there. So,
2: when people let history, the thing in general, you should never let history affect your current day. Whatever's happened in the past, and this is just a life thing, right, like, Whatever is in the past is there for a reason. Let's move forward.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Let's move forward. And some might argue, "Oh yeah, we're moving forward by taking down the statue." It's there. It's a piece of history. It's something we can look at and observe and go, "You know, this happened that time." And I think there's nothing
3: wrong, and you know, not just with this, but in general, recognizing the times that happened. Like teaching history.
2: Um, I remember one of my favorite high school teachers was my history teacher, and his thing was
3: I'm not here to, uh, you know, just make you comfortable. History is uncomfortable. Yeah. So, you know, don't just expect to be learning
2: things that align with what you believe or what you agree with. You're, the, you know, what you have to understand is being uncomfortable is your opportunity to learn more to progress as a person. So when I see things like this, you know, tearing down a statue because you disagree with what happened in that point in history or you just think that it's it's perpetuating a narrative, first of all it's not. You don't live in a racist country. You don't live in this terrible, you know, world that they want they want to make it seem like. So when I see this, it just um I go back to that
3: idea of we need to learn our history so that it doesn't repeat itself. Like, it's fine having these things, you know? Use them for good. Yeah.
2: That's how I see it. I'm like, why tear down a statue? Even if that person was evil
3: and whatnot, like, it's a moment in history. It happened, you know? Mm-hmm. Whether or not the story is is real, not my issue, you know? but. What is it doing to you? It's not doing doing anything to you.
0: And I think a lot of people lose the concept that everyone is is neither good nor bad. You're a mix of both. Everyone does good things, everyone does bad things. Exactly. Right, Uh, what was I saying to you earlier is that uh, one thing that they bring up in this article is that, um, you, you, you know, he, he, Thomas Jefferson did do bad things in his life and we have to take that into context. And my thought to that is, well, I would like a little AI robot that follows every person around. exactly, Right. And it just, yeah. when you go up to someone to talk to them, it would just display a screen of oh. all the good things and all the bad things. Yeah. Because he really. Equated
1: it to like the Sims where you get to see like the statistics of. Of all the other fellows,
0: so yeah, right. Because our, everyone who is arguing to tear down the statue, whether they believe it or or, or not, like whatever, okay. Um, but I, I I like to think if I put myself into their shoes, I like to think that they believe that they have never done anything wrong in in their life, which is simply not true.
3: Nope. Yeah, that's that's a whole other argument for that. You know, everyone
2: has it's that yin and yang you know it's that balance everyone has that everyone i don't care who you are um so yeah just to to point fingers and to isolate someone and say this person's evil that person's evil it's like everyone is evil everyone is evil and
3: everyone is good you know how did they affect you that's what you should go based off of of course you can't do that with someone who's dead you can look at their statue and go, "Oh, cool guy. He wrote a very important historical document."
0: That's it. Like, move along. To be fair, if he was alive today, I don't think anyone would like him simply because of the smell.
3: Because oh. people
0: back then did not shower. Everyone would be oh, like, good. "Come look, Thomas Jefferson's alive!" And then we'd be like, "Oh, oh, gross." <laughs> yeah, let's bathe him first, and then we'll. Yeah, fine. then we'll then we'll judge. Uh, Thomas Jefferson was a slaveholder who owned over six hundred. Human beings, council member Adrian Adams, co-chair of the caucus, said during an October meeting, it makes me deeply uncomfortable knowing that we sit in the presence of a statue that pays homage to a slaveholder who fundamentally believed that people who look like me were inherently inferior, lacked intelligence, and were not worthy of freedom or rights, you you know, despite what he wrote
3: and Stood for, despite being hypocritical.
1: There's there's your person though. Yeah, she has come out and said she's the person.
2: Oh, she's yeah. She's, she's the person. She sounds like the person. What's her name? Yeah, Adrian, Adrian Adams. Adams. <laughs> Adrian Adams. Well, Mrs. Adams. Is it
3: Miss? Are we sure it's a girl? That's true because Adrian could be
2: either That's
1: way. That's very true. So um, well, they
3: them. <laughs>
2: They, them, Adams.
1: They, them, Adams. (laughs)
2: Um, You know, even even when I hear people say stuff like that, and they say, I am the one. I am
0: deeply, I don't believe it. I don't. That's bullshit. That's usually what I say. I will admit, I'm a bit of a Karen when it comes to customer service. I don't like to be that way. But because I am, but because I am, I know that when people say things like that, it's complete BS.
2: It's BS. It, and in customer service, you, yep. I want a free meal, so I'm going to make sure my server goes through hell right now. Yep. There was a, uh, I don't know, a, a sweet pea on my plate when I didn't order sweet peas. Oh, I'm getting this whole meal for free right now. Watch. And those are the kinds of people. They're like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it was just terrible. I don't want it. It's totally They'd Take it off the bill. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: no, ma'am. You ate 90% of this meal. Your plate is gone. Like no, I, and yeah, I think it's complete bullshit. I think they, the the ones that
2: point zero one percent that says I am the one that's deeply affected by this, I am the one that feels uncomfortable by seeing it. Bullshit. L- I don't believe you. Well,
0: they well, first off, let's let's let me point this out. They live in New York. There's uh, a million things that happen to them on a daily basis. Exactly. If they're not if they're not desensitized at this point,
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Let me tell you what. I lived in New York for a few months a couple months
3: and yeah i i think it gives you a thick skin Mm -hmm. but i don't know I, i
2: apparently not at the
3: same time you're just around this
2: you're around crazy psycho liberals like and i think that's what creates this it's never a genuine feeling it's never them saying like this is how I feel, and it's honest, it's them saying, this is how I feel, and they know they're pushing a certain narrative, so they have to say, this is how this makes me feel, so that they can push this narrative that they think is for the greater good, Mm -hmm. because that's their thing, is the greater good. Um, They think they're doing what's right. They think in their mind, like, okay, I need to say this in order to make this narrative real. And that's the only thing that, that I could understand, you know, why someone would say that because there's just no way
3: like I'm not gonna sit here and say that this book about this cookbook about sauces that's done nothing to me but just sit
2: there and make sauces that aren't probably vegan even though I'm (laughs) vegan, right? I'm not gonna sit there and say, Oh my gosh, I just I don't really eat animal products. So how could you just have a cookbook with all of these animal products in there? I'm deeply offended, and it's really hurting me inside. Like, no, that just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense in my brain.
0: My uh, my grandmother gave me that cookbook, Jordan, and, and and you're not liking it because you're a vegan. Deeply offends me because you just my grandmother.
3: Too now bad. we're all Too bad. Bad. And, and Jennifer and Jennifer
0: agrees out. with me, so I it's two against one. Uh, th- mob mentality. I'm sorry. No. Um. No, I think we're I'm just offended
1: to... that you're both offended now. So oh, now we're all offended.
0: I think we should all just build statues of ourselves and tear them down.
1: No, we have to make everybody each other tear them down.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh yeah,
4: exactly. Just like that. Just like that.
0: And this article just keeps going on and on about talking how about how evil uh, Thomas Jefferson was.
1: And And why it's
0: imperative to tear down the statue.
1: Yeah, you guys can all look that up for yourselves. There's plenty of articles out there on why he's so. It says here,
0: are we going to finish
2: reading it? Oh, I mean, it's really long. It goes on for a while. It kind of just usually is just. Sometimes we have to just
1: like. Um, There's a a
3: quote here Mr. Johnson. Johnson wrote to New York Mail. Okay,
2: not sure who Johnson is, but he says. There are disturbing images of divisiveness and racism in our city that need to be revisited immediately. Okay, when was this article written? Uh, like seven hours ago.
1: That would be New York City oh, Council okay. Speaker so Corey this is Johnson.
2: Like, oh yeah, this we is do like breaking news on here. Breaking news. Okay, yeah. so we're
3: having <laughs> like I I we're having so many crises right now. Okay, we're having a supply chain issue. We're having our president. Do we even know
2: if he's running the country? I don't fucking know.
0: Let me stop you right there. There's a mental health crisis. going a mental going health on right crisis. Here. And sure. this cures mental health uh, uh, individuals with mental health who, who are going through an episode right now an episode. because of the statue. And I think we owe it to them to get rid of this trigger to alleviate them from that. That. That, yeah, that no. problem that they're having right now.
2: How about we get rid of things that are actually hurting people? You know, like processed foods. But their
0: emotions, Jordan. Their emotions are hurting. No, they're not getting their way. No. And when you don't get your way, your emotions get even more hurt.
2: Well, then let's let's get them to a, a professional. You know, so that they can talk about their emotions. But we do not need to tear down um, statues. I think it's just ridiculous. I think these people are deranged. I think at this point there's no other way to describe people that say that say New York City. I'm trying to find this quote. New York City, okay, has any disturbing images of divisiveness and racism. In New York, one of the most
3: liberal places in the world. So what if I take this person to Texas? Mm. What if I take that person to Florida, I wonder how many images, uh, disturbing images of divisiveness and racism they'll see here. So these are the kind of people that see a Trump flag, and then they're like, racism, divisiveness. Like, no, no, absolutely not. First of all, look into what you,
0: look into the news you're watching. Are you
1: creating the divisiveness?
0: Exactly. Oh, isn't that... Yes, isn't they're wanting to tear down the statue? They are committing the first act, and thusly, would they not be the divisive ones?
2: They're the ones that are trying to divide themselves. They want to exclude themselves. And this goes with the LGBTQ community, this goes with, you know, BLM, all of that. They want to put themselves in a box. And my whole thing is, and why I got involved in politics, too, is, like, why do we need boxes? Why can't we all just be... America first, you know, people that just enjoy living in our country because it's an amazing country and we have all these amazing opportunities here. You know,
3: why can't we just be Americans, not black, white, gay, straight, whatever? Like I, I hate that, and it's all about, you know,
2: alienating themselves within every facet. There are HBCUs um, that wanna not even HBCUs. There's public big public universities that are talking about. Segregating the dorm rooms,
1: oh jeez, and
2: having dorms, and it's coming from the BLM people. It's coming from, you know, the the black people, the African Americans that are saying like, oh no, like we, we need our own dorms, we need our own space because it's not safe anymore. Well, to be fair, it
0: is supported by individuals on the left. Who, it's supported of any, by, any race. yep.
2: It's, and and then it's it's those people, and then it's all the white. It's mostly white liberals that are like, yeah, they need to be segregated and i'm just like
1: and you don't ever want to play like the white knight but then they kind of always end up becoming like the white knight right. jumping in and saving these minority groups
2: so. yeah it, it it that's what makes it difficult too because i want to go in and say no it's fine we're not we, we're this is america we don't segregate anymore that's something that happened in history and, and we're
1: tearing down statues because of it aren't we
2: yeah so so Yeah, no, they just don't make sense. It never makes sense to me. I'm like, why do you want segregation? Why do you want to exclude yourself? Same thing with the LGBTQ community. They're all like, oh, I hate America. I hate the American flag. I hate this country. And I'm like, you realize there are other countries out there where you would have been hung. You would have been murdered just simply because of your sexuality. But instead you live here. Where you can get you can get a full full ass marriage license. Like you can get married here, you know, have a big gay wedding, and no one's gonna come and attack you. But they're trying to create this false world where people like, where you will be attacked, where people will come after you. And I'm like, no, that's not America. America was always built for everyone. That's the whole purpose of the country.
3: Is that it's for everyone. Everyone. Uh, background. Every ethnic background, every religious background. That's what we were
2: built on. Those are our, you know, foundational values. So the fact that the modern liberalism, the modern left,
3: which I think is completely different from the post or, uh, you know the old left, um, traditional left, is so about excluding themselves, separating themselves putting themselves into a different box.
2: When in reality, the biggest minority that there is, is the individual. If you think about it, that's the biggest minority that exists. And if you want to point, if you want to put yourself in a box or put yourself in a minority, look at yourself as an individual, that's it. You don't need to put yourself in any other boxes. So
3: when I read things like this, it's, it, it just makes me feel like, what, what's the point of, of, of doing that? We can all just coexist, happily not tell each other what to do or what to think, and
2: that's it. This, and, and all of the other BLM bullshit that has gone on, is perpetuating a problem that they want to solve. And it, and it, and it is excluding yourself and separating yourself, you know? And yeah, I just think it's, it's not smart. If you want to
3: end that idea that we're different that we're you know we can all just be one human race let's do it but you're not going to do that by burning down buildings taking
2: down statues and talking about microaggression no learn from the past and move on forward from it you know that's it that's all we can do
0: what do you say because what they're doing from their perspective is coming from a place of love. And when we do something from a place of love, we're doing it because we believe it's morally correct. So what do you say to someone who is doing something because they think it's the best thing to do and doing otherwise would be causing harm? Where from your perspective, doing the opposite is coming from a place of love. Mm -hmm. So it really is just a difference of perspective. Right. It's the same intention. And then, what?
1: Oh, I was just going to say, the road to hell is paved with good intentions.
2: Exactly. And that's what I was just about to say, is your intentions don't, I mean, they matter to a certain extent, mm-hmm. right? Um, like, we like to say, it's a thought that counts, you know? Mm-hmm. But here's, and, and I'll use that as an
3: analogy. Let's say someone gave me, um, I don't know, a a shirt for Christmas they bought me a gift and they got me a shirt and it's three sizes too small but they went out of their way
2: they went to the store they bought me the shirt they put it in a nice little bag and they thought of me and they thought to give me a gift so what do we say to that we say it's the thought that counts that's how we were raised you know hopefully your parents taught you to say thank you you know when you receive a gift from someone, despite
3: no, no, no matter what it is, mm-hmm. whether you like it or not. Um, so you get this gift. The intentions behind it were golden, pure. But you can't wear it. You still can't use it. You can't put the shirt on at the end of the day. This person was giving you this shirt so that you can have something to wear. But you can't put it on. So
2: now, even though her intentions or or his intentions were to give you a shirt that you can wear, you're not going to wear the shirt unless you know you fit into
3: it eventually. But that's that's how I look at it is the intentions were there, they're trying to accomplish XYZ, but it's never going to happen.
2: The shirt's never just going to fit, you know what I mean? It has to happen the correct way, you have to get someone their size so that you got them the gift, you have the intentions, and also um, you're gonna execute those intentions with whatever it is you're doing. So to a certain extent, are good intentions great? They are. Of course, everyone should have good intentions, but the effectiveness of those intentions is what really matters because that's what's really gonna happen. So yeah, it's nice to be able to say, oh, I see where you're coming from. I see your intentions. But at the end of the day, we need to be more objective, especially when it comes to politics and how we're going to live our daily lives and all of those things. You have to be objective. You know, what the left tends to do a lot is pull on your heartstrings. That's their politics. It's all emotional, ethos, pathos. We learn this in English, you know, in, in literature. They pull on your heartstrings. That's their politics. That's how they push their policies. That's how they get us to vote for these crazy radical left policies is they say, oh, we need to help everyone. We have these great intentions. We love everyone. We want to include everyone. When in reality, they're f***ing you. When you look into it, they're just using you in some kind of way. They're manipulating you in some kind of way. And um, yeah, I feel like that's that's what what happens a lot in politics, just in general.
0: Do you think conservatives then need to be also playing at the heartstrings to change mind. So when I think, it comes to the messaging, right? Do you think conservatives need to change up their tactics rather than and I'm not I'm not fashion or anything, but there was a little charged language, mm-hmm. you, you know, feel whatnot. But does that change the mind of someone who is doing these things out of love? Right. And do you think conservatives kind of need to change up their tactics and be a little bit Emotionally available and saying, listen, I hear what you're saying and I agree with what you're saying. I don't agree with what you're doing, but I agree with the end goal and here's a different way to get there.
2: Right. Yeah, I think that's exactly what we need to do. Um, I, I wouldn't say, you know, let's become the left and play dirty like they do because that never works out. Um, but I think we could take a page out of their book because it's clearly working out for them. You know what I mean? Um, I never agree with playing dirty. I never agree with cheating, I don't lie to or steal. However, one thing the left is good at is pulling on those heartstrings and creating a narrative that a lot of people can get behind. Um, now, the issue is we can try to do those things, we don't have the backing of Hollywood. We don't have the backing of the celebrity. We don't have the backing of the influencers. And th- that is where you get votes now. That is where you get a platform now,
3: is via hollywood music movies that's how you influence the public and unfortunately a lot of the media pop culture is left and it's dominated by the left so should we try to take a page out of their book i think so
2: i think we should try to be more vocal like they are they literally don't care um, about what people think. They will say whatever. They will write ridiculously all fake articles. And I'm not saying to be fake. I'm saying to always live in truth. But go to the extent that they will. Like you know? Fake. Be op- be completely vocal. I know a lot of conservatives. They're quiet. They do, they're they like, oh, I, I agree with, you know, less taxes like you, Jordan. I agree with uh less, you know, a smaller government like you do, Jordan. I agree with all of those things but I can't really talk about those things at work. I can't really talk about those things with my friends because they don't agree with that. And so I think what we can do, that's a little bit more like what the left is doing is be more outspoken
3: and not care about what, what anyone else thinks. If, if there's anything we can take from them, it's that.
1: And back to your point, that's the reason we call this What the Bleep Are They Talking About? Because half the time, these articles are so ridiculous. Yeah. And that's what we love to point out, it's just the ridiculousness yeah. of them. No, and how you need to consume your media with a grain of salt.
2: Grain of salt. And okay. I don't care what, what uh, outlet it is, I don't care if it's question left, right. I don't question everything.
1: That's also why our joke is only follow us. But we everyone knows we don't mean that. Right. We want you to follow everybody. Exactly. Get all the opinions. So.
2: Yeah, because a lot of, you know, news outlets will they'll they'll basically say only follow us. Yeah. Without saying.
1: Yeah. That's so that's you're right, saying it. We're right? saying it, but, but we don't facetious. mean it. Of
2: course. Yeah. Of course. yeah, that's cool. I like that. Well,
1: this was great. I cannot wait to have you back for more articles. Oh I can't so wait you're to You're amazing. So Thank you. Love it.
0: And I've run out of things to say actually. Oh, that's okay. never happened before. Oh
1: my gosh, we've rendered Jack speechless.
0: I am speechless. Then I guess How are you speechless? I felt like I unloaded so much. I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, I guess we will see you guys in the next one. I'll
0: and yes, we will see you in the next
1: one. Cool. Bye.